Good morning, everyone. It's Saturday, February 18th, and it's early in the morning. It's just a little after 6 in the morning, and um, I got up because I've got a full day of stuff to do, and um, I wanted to come on here and talk about revival. Um, it's... It's something new to this generation, possibly. I remember going to revival as a child. I attended church every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Anytime the doors were open, we were at church. My mom made sure we were there because my dad was working all the time. And he um, he had started a new business with his, uh, with his dad. And... Uh, he was on call all the time. Uh, anytime a machine broke down or the river flooded and they had to go pick pipe out of the French Broad River, he, uh, was on call 24-7. So my mom took responsibility for us and we, one of the things that she did was make sure we were in church. We had revival at our church every summer, um, and uh, lives were changed during revival. I know mine changed because it was during a summer revival that I was saved, that Christ came into my heart and in my life and changed things. Um, this revival in Ashbury... Kentucky, you know, has a lot of people wondering if it's the real thing. And we really have not seen great revival in this country since Billy Graham. Billy Graham traveled the world and he preached to millions and millions of people. And many, many lives were changed through his preaching and his his bringing revival to this nation and we're in a place where we need it now we in the united states need revival and um there's a pastor online that i listen to and he talks about how revival is already going on in Africa and has for some time. And I just, I want you to listen to this clip from Brian Matthew Raven on Facebook and see what you think. Something that is not overthought. Revival is not something that we analyze and decree and declare whether it's real or not. It's something that is not of the cranium. We don't intellectualize revival. Revival is not of the brain. Revival is an experience of a connectedness in relationship with God himself. The spirit of God that is in our spirit that moves us helps us to yearn his presence for the spirit of god yearns our presence hey ravinda this is my second live today 
It's uh, not yet. Well, it's close to afternoon here, so I'm not going to be on here long. So what's coming out of Kentucky is already happening in Africa and the subcontinent of India. Yes, but you see, we're oblivious to that. We're not with that. So many are forming opinions and giving comments about whether what's coming out of Kentucky is real. If the experience of the participants in that university in Kentucky if their experience is a connectedness with the Spirit of God and there is an awakening within their spirit and they've been filled in their soul, mind, heart and body, then that experience is real. Pastor Ravind, uh, Apostle Ravinda, you're a mighty man of God. Really looking forward to connecting with you in a powerful way in India. So it's showing two people here, but I know there's more than two here online. As I said, this is my second broadcast today. Revival is something that is an intimate connection between God, the Spirit of God, and ourselves. And we're not to question whether it's real in another person because that experience is at a deeply personal level. And we have no business about what God's doing in the life of another. We have business what God is doing in the life of ourselves. And revival doesn't need to come out of the University of Kentucky. It needs to come out of our soul, our heart, our mind, our desire, our willingness to connect and yearn for the presence of the Holy Spirit. How are you, Irving? Hey, Rena. 11. It'll get more. It'll build up. Bear with me. Bear with me. So I wanted to take some rest. We've been shopping for the... Uh, minute mark but the Holy Spirit won't let me rest if it is a genuine move of the Holy Spirit revival will not be limited to the building revival will not be limited to the heart or the soul or the spirit of the individual the child of God it cannot be restricted it cannot be coerced or manipulated it will run where it wants to go and it cannot be confined to a university chapel in Kentucky. It has to go beyond the boundaries, the walls, the borders of that chapel. And so what you're going to see is it's been the trumpet awakening call for what is to come, that which is greater than that which is. It is the birth pangs, the beginnings of that, Revival in the hearts of Americans because you need it. The world needs it, but America needs it because American society has become surreal. I mean, everything can be questioned, which is beyond normal, it's beyond balance, it's a spirit of what? Spiritual bipolar. I want you to hear this. It is critical to understand that what is happening in Kentucky is of the Spirit of God because people are confessing sin. People are being renewed and restored. People are being made new. There is a move of the Spirit of God that has touched and connected the youth. You will remember three years ago, I prophesied three years ago that revival will come through the youth and that they will turn to the grandparents the older generation 
for wisdom and understanding about how they are to be. And all of that is coming to pass. Glory to God. Okay. So that was Papa Brian Raven. Uh, everybody calls him Papa. He runs an orphanage in Indonesia. He takes in kids off the street. Um, kids there are pushed out of their homes when the families can no longer afford to feed them or take care of them. They are often sold in to human trafficking. Um, and this place in Sumba, Indonesia, uh, takes in kids. So they won't be uh, human trafficked. And he's doing a great work in Samba. And I encourage you to look him up on Facebook. It's Brian Matthew Raven. Um, it's amazing the work that he is doing there. And when I first listened, when I was first listening to it, and I thought, you know, there are a lot of people talking about it. There are a lot of people questioning what this is, what's, what's going on and making a lot of comments and, you know, it's, it's on the news and because people can't believe it. And it's, it's all over social media, you know, especially, you know, TikTok and people showing the lines of people trying to get in to experience what these college students are experiencing and it's just a tremendous tremendous movement of the lord i i have my own feelings about revival i have because i haven't seen revival in this country for so long we have gotten away from the tent revivals of the past where you would go to an open field and there would be a tent with chairs. Sometimes you had to stand and hear the word of God being poured out, um, receiving the Holy Spirit, receiving that touch of the Holy Spirit in your heart and confessing your sins and changing your ways it's one of these things that hasn't happened in this country for a, a long time and we de- we we need it we do i'm not arguing with him on that point i just think there's a there's a judgment from those who who haven't seen it And I've only seen it through social media, and I can't comment as to what's going on. But I see people on TikTok talking about the the lines outside the church. There's nowhere to park. And um, their lives are being changed, just as he said. And that's what revival is about. And that's what God is about. God is about changing your life. God is about 
changing everything, changing your heart and your soul and the very essence of who you are. Because when you become saved, if you don't change, if you go back to sin, then then you're not saved. It it didn't happen. Revival begins in your heart. It's a personal experience. It's meeting with the Holy Ghost. It's a meeting with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Back when I got saved, I was in church, and a pastor had come from somewhere, and I remember he was a he was a big man, and and I was not in a particularly church going mood that night. Didn't want to be there. But I was there because that's what I did. I went to church when my mom told me to. Um, I was sitting there the entire time. And yeah, I was listening to the message. And the entire time I felt something going on with my heart. I felt something going on inside of me, something speaking to me, something, something moving inside of me. And I thought if I sat there too long, much longer, I I probably was going to be electrocuted. You know, because I, I just felt this, this energy inside of me moving and calling me. And I was like trying so hard to tamp it down, to make it stop. But God moved me out of that seat when the altar call was made. <clears throat> and... <clears throat> I went to the altar and the Lord saved me. I I wasn't a mean kid. I mean I I I wasn't meaner than any other kid. I wasn't extremely I wasn't in gangs, I wasn't out smoking or drinking you know, or sleeping around. I was, you know, I didn't do those kinds of things, but I was, you know, I'd occasionally get into a fight. And, you know, most of my fights were verbal, you know. I used sarcasm and and cut downs to defeat my enemy. You know, a lot of times it wasn't so much a physical fight as it was a verbal fight. You know, there was one time I got into a fight, a, a physical fight with someone, and that never happened. That was before I was saved. But, you know, the point I'm trying to make is that God changed my life. He did. And I don't know why 
I've struggled over the years so much with my faith. I I look at my life and there have just been ups and downs and ups and downs like a like a roller coaster. And I don't I don't understand it. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. There are times when the Lord covers me in His Spirit so completely. All I can do is weep. All I can do is weep and call out to Him. And there are times when I go months without opening my Bible or praying and I don't understand that. Uh, people say that your relationship with your earthly father has a lot to do with your relationship with your heavenly father. And I don't I don't I don't think that's true for everybody. I think that's true for some of us who who have trauma issues with their father you know um my dad was a perfectionist he wanted us all to be perfect and to fit into this mold that you know um was created for us we were to play sports we were to get involved in things we were to go to college and, you know, and, and do things a certain way and, and do things perfectly. You know, there were a lot of, I wasn't perfect and I didn't do things perfectly. You know, I, I have a memory of, I, one of my chores on Saturday was vacuuming the house and my dad comes in and he jerks the vacuum cleaner out of my hand and turns it off and unplugs it. And he says, what do you think you're doing? And I'm like, I'm vacuuming the floor like I'm supposed to, vacuuming the carpet. And he said, well, you're going to have to do it over. You're going to just might as well just start over, start in the family room and start over. I was like, Why? Because you're leaving vacuum cleaner trucks and people are coming and they don't need to know that we've just vacuumed. You don't need to do that. And so I had to start over. And I remember when I was first married and I, we hadn't been married, but I guess a couple of weeks and I was vacuuming when he came home and I'd left vacuum cleaner trucks and I was terrified. He was going to yell at me for that. And it, um, it made me afraid. You know, I, I would go over the carpet to make sure there weren't any tracks. And, you know, he had to keep reassuring me that it was okay. That it was not a big deal. And see, I, I saw, I saw my dad as that. I mean, I saw my I saw my Heavenly Father as that, as wanting perfection from me. And if I, 
wasn't perfect and I fell short, he wasn't going to love me. That's not God. God doesn't look at vacuum cleaner tracks on the rug. He looks at your heart. He wants your heart. He, he wants you. Revival, revival is a personal thing. But it can be something that changes many people's lives. When people are gathered outside waiting to get in in a line because there's no room inside and people are circling the parking lot trying to get in. They're wanting what these people have. They're wanting they're wanting that. They're desiring that. And it's, I, I'm so thankful that we're seeing that. I'm so thankful for the revival going on in Kentucky and in Africa and India and places that haven't even been reported yet. I can't wait for people to be dumbfounded by what is happening in this world, that the Holy Spirit is keeping his promise, that God is keeping his promise and pouring the Holy Spirit out on this earth for these last days because we need this. We need this closer connection to God. We need it desperately. I need it. I need it in my life. I need to be revived by the Holy Spirit. I want that. I, I, and I don't have to go to some building for that to happen. The Holy Spirit can come to me where I am. And He can work on me. And He can bring revival to me. It's, it's a difficult thing, um, the way we question and look at things and we shake our head and say, this can't be real. You know, a lot of the news are, news people are just dumbfounded by it. They're, they're going, what, what's going on? You know, what, what's What's happening? Who do these, you know, people think they are? But this world needs God. I don't know if you've noticed, but we need God. We need Him now. I'm trying so hard to make these podcasts sound professional and elegant. Much better than what I'm doing right now with all the ums and you knows and my alarm going off and the, you know, distance and, you know, um, making it 
sound like I know what I'm doing, but I don't. I really don't. I appreciate you bearing with me and listening to me talk and rant and kind of ramble, you know, from one thing to another because right now that's all I know how to do. Um, I'm still learning um, the process. I'm still learning how to make this thing work. Um, I want you to know that God loves you. Wherever you are at this moment, God loves you. And he wants to bring revival to you through his Holy Spirit. He wants you to believe in him, to love him, to let, to, he wants you to follow him. Seek God. Seek God. And I just, I'd like to end this by reading what the pastor or or the person speaking at um, the Kentucky, um, the, the Ashbury Revival said. I, um... I listened to this and I I made sure that I wrote it down so that I could remember it. And I'm trying to get to it. Sorry. Um, I'm having a little trouble getting to it. Um, if you can go on if you can go on TikTok and and read it or, or listen to it. It's really good. Um, it uh, just it talks about the love of God. Let me uh, give me just a minute. Let me see if I can get to it. Sorry, I'm I need to work on having things prepared. This is this is the last three minutes of this sermon that he had, and this is what sparked some say the, this revival. Okay, and this is a quote. This is not mine. But what is the source of your love? Take a picture of this. If your source of love is white knuckling it, trying really hard, or is it the love of God for you? What is the purpose of your love? Is it to look good at chapel? Is it to look good at your at your family? Is it to get love in return in return from the person you were given love to? That's not this love we're talking about. And who or what are you becoming through this expression of love? If you're loving someone and not becoming more like Jesus in that love, then I would go and search what love really is. You following? So some of us need to sit in the love of God. Some of us need to taste and see and experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if you want to become love, if you really want to become love in action, you start by prostrating yourself before the love of God. If you want to become love in action, 
then you have to experience the love of God. Are you convinced? We can't do those 30 commands. And just so you know, he's referencing a passage in Romans, I believe. I didn't, I wasn't able to get that. Um, But anyway, back to his quote. You can't earn your way to heaven. You can't blow people's hair back by your love and your leadership. You have to experience the love of Christ in your life. Seniors, I'm listening to you. I'm talking to you right now. Do not graduate here and think you're going to do all this stuff in your own strength. Do not leave here. you got three months left. Do not leave here before you learn about the love of God. Experience the love of God so you can pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out and he will fill you back up, Asbury. The world needs this kind of love. Needs it. Syria and Turkey need this kind needs this kind of love. Your mom and dad needs this kind of love. The teammates on your team, the people on your floor, Wilmore, Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. The United States needs this kind of love. They need a bunch of Christians experience the love of God so they can pour out the love of God. Not through their own efforts and not through their own knowledge, but because they are filled with His love. Amen? You can tell I take this serious. I pray this sits on you guys like an itchy sweater. You gotta itch, you gotta take care of it. So experience his love. Become the love of God by experiencing the love of God. Amen. I've written that down so that I remember that. And I can remember that in order to show people the love of God we've got to have the love of God in us and whenever we get empty God fills us back up so we can go out and pour it back out that's what we need to do we we need to experience revival we need revival all through this land I need I want revival in my hometown we are where I live is is a liberal place. <clears throat> it's um very liberal. Uh, in fact it's <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Has something in my throat. Um it's uh the new the the San Diego of the East Coast. And um, there's not a lot of revival going on around here. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of people getting killed. There's a lot of crime. We need revival. This city needs revival. And I would pray that the Holy Spirit would infiltrate this town and bring revival. Because we need it desperately. I hope something in here has sparked thought. 
made you think about things, made you made you want to seek God more. Um, I'm sorry this has run so long and I I hope you will bear with me and um continue to grow with me because I'm still I'm still trying to figure this all out. Um thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all the ums and you knows. Thank you for listening to my voice be rough and crackly when it's supposed to be smooth. <clears throat> Thank you for listening, period. Uh, I appreciate you. I really do. God bless. Have a good Saturday. Have a good Sunday. And pray for a revival. Amen. <laughs>